Oh, yesterday we talked about West win blows. He didn't win during the spring, but a couple of his runs were terrific, particularly in the Caulfield Cup behind without a fight. His former stable mate, it was only a narrow margin. As we know, Gold Trip was third. His run prior in the Turnbull, running second to Gold Trip was terrific when he had to work. Of course, Romantic Warrior was in that race. Uh, he went past him in the home straight. West wind blows the last start circumstances when he started 260 in the champion stakes over 2,000 behind a tissue. Uh, when he did all the bullocking work and uh, had to tire in that race. And they all came from well back in the field. But he's a five-year-old by Tia Fillo, West Wind Blows. He's 15 starts, five wins, seven placings. And Simon and Ed Christford, I was looking at their strike rate this morning. Of course, Simon worked for Darley or Godolphin many years ago for a long time as like a racing manager. And then he went out on his own. He had very good success. And, and since Ed's linked up, son Ed... Their strike rate, they've had about 1,400 runners for almost 300 winners, and their play strike rate is 54%. They've had almost 500 place getters. Um, so it's not too often their horses run poorly. Uh, Simon and Ed Crisford, and we're just waiting for Simon to join us online because it's pretty late over there. Uh, in the UK, and it's been a very busy week from what I'm hearing as well, uh, texting Simon Crisford uh, earlier this morning. But I think he's heading to Hong Kong, West Wind Blows, and I wonder who's going to ride him. It's going to be a wonderful day, isn't it, on December 10 with Golden 60s, a potential swan song in the mile, and Romantic Warrior for James McDonald in the 2,000-metre race, and the Vars, Japan, have had a great record in this race, and um, they've got a couple of really interesting runners, including Geraldina, the mayor. She hasn't won for a while, but she's classy. And, of course, a horse that raced very well last start in America called uh, Shariah. Now, he ran third to August Roden without a lot of luck there last start in the States, uh, the Japanese horse. So it might be West Wind Blows versus the Japanese when we get to the Vars in, at Sha Tin in a, in a few weeks' time. But I think we've got Simon Crisford, have we, Andrew? Yes, he's online now. Simon, we were just talking about West Wind Blows last start in that uh, champion stakes where he officially finished ninth behind a tissue. What was your assessment of that? Good evening. It was, it was pretty awkward. Um, it wasn't a plan really to sort of, to, to manoeuvre him, you know, to the front like that. But I think, I think, you know, Jamie knows this horse really well and he was concerned that the pace was going to be too, too tepid. And, you know, he made an instant decision to do that. It wasn't what we had sort of talked about really, but, you know, we were, we were hoping that he would jump better than he did. And I think the problem is because he's not jumping out of the gates. Well, especially over a mile and a quarter, it's, it's putting the horse in, it's compromising his, his chances of running well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think the maneuver that we made in the early part of that race with hindsight was, was not the right one, but uh, and I, and I think you can mark the horse up. I don't think we saw him at his best, but he 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 was presented to the race at his best, but the, the way it unfolded just didn't work out for him. Understand, he did start favourite in the race. And even in the straight, uh, when he was battling away, he was hampered quite noticeably. Was he just laying in a bit there and Jamie couldn't get at the horse with the whip? Well, you know, to, to be honest, by then the, it was all over. So, uh, I, you know, it was the moment had gone. And uh, I, th I think it was just one of those sort of unfortunate situations that can happen in horse racing. And it was, uh, you know, it, it, it was difficult because the horse, you know, had, had gone into the race in, in really good condition. And But as I say, Jamie, Jamie knows the horse better than anyone he rides him in a lot of track work he rides him in his races and uh, you know it's uh, it just it just 
happens awkwardly. Understand. I thought his Caulfield Cup ride behind the subsequent Melbourne Cup winner was terrific. Yeah, no, that was a great, great run uh, from the horse and the jockey, and it was a great race. You know, fantastic, and it totally sort of justified, you know, us bringing the horse down to Australia for the for the Spring Carnival. And by the way, everyone looked after us so well at Werribee and and in Melbourne. We've had the most fantastic uh, experience, and it, it's whetted the appetite to. to come down with other horses in the future because it's been a really good experience. How did you feel? Like, was it mixed feelings? Of course, you prepared and did a great job with Without a Fight, and, of course, he ended up staying here. Well, it, it was it was pretty typical it was going to happen, but uh, I've got to say that, yes, of course, mixed feelings, but we were thrilled for Without a Fight. I mean, he's been part of our lives for quite a few years, ever since he was a yearling. And, uh, you know, we knew what his ability was and we knew how good he was and we knew that Westwind Blows and he were pretty evenly matched. There wasn't a lot between them. So uh, if one horse was going to beat us, it was going to be him. That was what the stars were aligned to say. And uh, I'm glad it was him if we were going to get beaten because he deserved it. And what a great horse he's turned out to be. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, that's without a fight. So just back to your horse, West Wind Blows. Just with getting out of the gates, is there anything you can work on there to try and get him to jump a bit cleaner in his races? Part of the problem is that when he was a young horse, he, he was running on his nerves a lot. And when he was, you know, super young. And, and we were just, you know, he'd jump out, he'd ping the lids and he'd be gone. And he'd be racing too freely for the first sort of half mile of his races. So we spent an awful lot of time trying to take him back and just getting him to switch off and to teach him that the race isn't all about the first two furlongs. And so in a roundabout way, the poor horse had mixed messages throughout his life. And, and maybe we did too good a job just switching him off. And now, of course, he's ever since he's been gelded, he's been really switched off. And, and I think that has been the, the change in him, really has made a big difference. And so now we've got to switch him back on again. And yes, we've done a lot of gate schooling up at Werribee. And uh, Paul Holly, our man up there, has done a fantastic job with him. And we've had a very good uh, uh, specialist, gate specialist, helping him. And he's jumping well. And, you know, he might not need that rug anymore. He used to get himself very worked up and very nervous. And so we've always had a stalls rug. And I think the stall's rug was just hindering him a bit. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of these things that he's still he's still learning his trade, this horse. And uh, it's a shame that we didn't have it all ironed out before he came to Australia. But, you know, I think that last race, it, it made a big difference to his finishing position because he jumped so slow out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you mentioned, that Flemington run, he just did too much work. And all the all the horses that finished in the money there came from well back and were suited by the speed, which your horse said. Just in regards to getting to Hong Kong, can you tell us about the logistics of that? And when does he arrive for this big day in a couple of weeks? Yeah, well, he's going to do a nice bit of work at the weekend on Saturday at Werribee, and then he'll, he'll ship out to Hong Kong on the Monday and uh, and then he gets there and the race is in two weeks on this Sunday. It's a mile and a half race. It's it's going to be a tougher race for him than what he's encountered. I mean, obviously the Caulfield Cup was a handicap and everything, 
then he was in that stakes race for the uh, VRC champions. But but the the mile and a half race in Hong Kong is is shaping up to be uh, you know a really really tough race. So I think that he's going to have to be he's going to have to be a lot better than what than how he ran in the Caulfield Cup to be uh, to be winning in Hong Kong. Having said that, you know, with our horses doing super well, he's loved being in Australia. And he really has thrived down there, and he's holding on to his what we call a summer coat. You're in your spring, but he's holding on to that, and he's going to get a shot when he gets back to Newmarket in the middle of December. I can tell you. <laughs> Who's going to ride, or you just haven't locked in a rider yet? No, we haven't locked in a rider yet. That's um, you know we're still talking to his owner about that, so nothing's decided on that at the present time. Lovely. And just one final thing, back to without a fight when you, he was in tremendous form, of course, in the cup when you did bring him out last year. Was it just the wet track that day that you ran into in the cup that wasn't to his liking? Do you know what? I think so. I, I really do think so. We brought him down there. He was, I think he was third or fourth favourite. You know, he was coming down with a pretty solid CV. But, you know, we were drawn on the wing. We had to sort of go forward rather than sitting it all the way out the back and the, the track was wet and we we hit that sort of uh, monsoon type weather conditions you had for the whole of last spring and you know he's a top of the ground horse really so it for whatever reason it just didn't happen but you know we always knew he was going to stay down there we were bringing him down he was going to stay and we always knew he was going to do well and I think that um you know his his current trainers have done an amazing job with him, and he's he's proved himself to be one of the great superstars, and you know in the Southern Hemisphere. So well done him, and well done his trainers, and uh, well done his owner. It's been fantastic. Yeah, he had a lot to do with that, though. As you said, education. You had him since a very young horse yourself, and Edward. Just in wrapping up, Dubai West Wind blows. If he runs well in Hong Kong, is that a chance? Well, do you know what? If if he runs super well, then yeah, possibly for the Shima Classic, but you know, I'm not sure he's good enough to be running against sort of Equinox and horses like that. <laughs> he's the highest rated horse but, in the world now, but, isn't he, Equinox? <laughs> yeah, but but having said that, he he may be deserving of a nice break and come back. I mean, I'd love to bring him back to Australia next uh, carnival. Actually, I don't see why you know he likes it there and he's doing well there. And by that one bad race at the end, he's 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 done super well. So. I mean, he would definitely be high on the list, but if we do bring him back, we're going to target the Melbourne Cup. Oh, that's fantastic. Look, so I do appreciate your time. It's been hectic for yourself at Edward, but thank you for giving us so much of your time. Thank you, Simon. That's a great pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Simon Crisford joining us, telling us about West Wind Blows heading to Hong Kong. As I said, December 10, the big day. Of course, Golden 60s appearance, Romantic Warriors appearance, and even this horse's appearance. Let's hope he runs his heart out, even though, as Simon mentioned, it's not going to be easy. But he's a really solid horse, isn't he? 15 starts, five wins, seven placings. And as we said, it was just a complete forgive, given the circumstances of what happened last start when he was tardy out of the gates. And then uh, Jamie Spencer got rolling on him and just had to use too much fuel. But as I said yesterday, I think there were circumstances, uh, you know, that he didn't show 
um, a great turn of foot in some of his races and he got rolling on him there um, because everyone said going into that race there wasn't a lot of speed in it uh, and he probably thought back there he might be able to sprint with them when they quicken if the pace was off but anyway it changed the whole complexion of the race and in the straight as I said he kept well, he wasn't going to feature in the money but he was kept he kept battling away and Jamie Spencer was crowded and he laid in he couldn't get at him at all with the whip over the closing stages. But he's run prior. They tracked each other, these two horses, without a fight, the former stablemate and West Wind Blows, and they came away and they raced away and it was only a, what was it, a half a head or something or a short neck or something uh, where he was beaten behind without a fight in the Caulfield Cup and brave, very brave in the Turnbull. Uh, beat home Romantic Warrior this day, you must remember, when he ran second to Gold Trip when he was tardy out again from a bad gate and used up the first... Oh, five, six hundred metres to get up outside lead. And he was very brave and he was very gutsy. Uh, again, wanting to just get in a little bit that particular day. Yeah, when he gets to Hong Kong, the talk over there at the moment, uh, I was looking at the noms this morning on the website. looks like we might even end up with a field of 12 or 13 runners. The horse that will probably start favourite is the horse called Sharaya, um, the Japanese horse. He's five. He's 13 starts four wins and four placings. And he comes out of that race last start in the Breeders uh, in the States behind a horse they've got a massive wrap on of uh, Aidan O'Brien's called August Roden. And uh, this guy, he was in a great spot. Basically, August Roden was behind him on the fence. Uh, and what happened on the point of the bend, the jockey of this horse, um, Shah Riyar, uh, just decided, Christian Demiro just decided to come off the fence uh, and this is all hindsight. I think he had a horse in front of him that started to come off the bridle. So, um, yeah, he just got him off the fence. And at that point, he was he was hampered. And then he had to pick himself up. And he was really strong to the line. He was only beaten just over a length, about a length, uh, 1.25 in the end um, that particular day. So his American run was very, very good indeed. So, yep, uh, the Japanese have got a terrific record uh, in this race as well. And Geraldina, of course, she hasn't won for a while. Um, I think her last win was at Han Shin uh, in the QE2 Cup, Geraldina, but she's a, she's a class mare, uh, as we know.